The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Thursday, August 13th, and it is National Tight End Extension Day, apparently, because not only did George Kittle get an extension, but while we were recording a George Kittle extension emergency podcast, Travis Kelsey got an extension as well. And so if you give George Kittle an emergency podcast, you have to give Travis Kelsey an emergency podcast. Clearly, we would have liked to do them together, but, you know, freaking news so to join me for our third podcast of the day ryan wilson and john breach to break down travis kelsey's extension you can check out the kittle extension podcast in the feed of course um coming up next week nerd week we have recorded a great show with aaron shots of footballoutsiders.com and um uh, coming up tomorrow is a mailbag podcast if you like our rambling nonsense you will love this one I think on the mailbag, we talk about Debo's one-year anniversary and how many podcasts we did in the last 365 days. You and Debo, not me and Breach, because we weren't on every podcast. But we are now on pace to do a 1,000 podcasts over the next 12 months based on the three we've done today. So we keep this pace up. <laughs> we'll Debo's second podcasts. year is going to be a 1,000 podcasts, Breach, over <laughs> under. That's the record. Over. Way over. we got a double emergency podcast day. That is unheard of. Debo, check the records. Have we ever done a double emergency podcast? I think we did like two Antonio Brown. Antonio parts. Brown, yeah, of course. Yes. That day that Brinson, I believe, was at an NC State tailgate for the first one and then came back and joined us for when he signed with the Patriots, but Ryan led the one where he was released by the Raiders. Imagine uh five years ago, me, you, and John having a conversation. Um, someone named Diva will produce uh, us doing two tight end podcasts in one day on a random Thursday. What is happening? Like, do we know, right? do, like, do we get shipped to Mars? You wanted uh, football news, though, Will. We've been talking about how it doesn't feel like football. Does this help? And if we're doing emergency podcasts for tight ends, I expect the same enthusiasm for uh, our first kicker emergency podcast, which I'm assuming will happen whenever Justin Tucker signs. What would have to happen for us to have a kicker emergency podcast? Jim resigns um, in the NFL. Like, would, would, a, would a 95-yard field goal qualify? Uh, Justin Tucker could, uh, be going to take a practice kick and Lamar Jackson jokingly runs in front of him and Justin Tucker kicks him and breaks his leg. Oh, I thought you were going to say Lamar Jackson hurt Justin Tucker. No, no, no. Justin no, no, Tucker no. hurts Lamar Jackson. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah. Lamar Tucker Jackson hurts Justin Tucker is not an emergency podcast. Justin Tucker is arguably 
the second most important person on that team? I'd say like 15th or 16th for sure. I, I'm more inclined to agree more with Wilson. Okay, so you take Justin Tucker. Right, you know, we're not doing this. We're not doing that. No, this is not happening on this podcast. It's a I Travis Kelsey emergency podcast. We're talking about kickers. Uh, that's right. uh, Chiefs have finalized a four-year extension with Travis Kelsey. Uh, CBS Sports NFL insider Jason Locke and Fora confirmed. Uh, I believe Jeremy Fowler might have had it first, our, our friend from uh, ESPN. The new contract, according to Adam Schefter, will give him $57.25 million, an annual average of $14.3 million. Which is substantially lower than George Kittle's numbers. Are you surprised not, by that? Not substantially. On I, I'm not, I mean, for people who have not listened to George Kittle pad, podcasts that we did, you obviously should go listen to that. But one of the things we talked about was what we thought, uh, Travis Kelsey's next number would be. And that because of his age and because of Zach Ertz's age, the two guys who we think could get next two big contracts, we did not think that either one of those guys would hit the Kittle number. Kittle is absolutely in his prime. He's still in his mid twenties. Uh, this is going to be Travis Kelsey's likely his last contract. And so we thought they would get into the 13, $15 million range. And so I think this number makes a lot of sense for two reasons. Number one, we just talked about it's his age. And so you're saying, yeah, I'll take 14.3 million. Number two, I think even if Kelsey wanted 15 million per year, he's saying, you know what? I'll take a small discount because that's what everyone else in this roster is doing. My team at $177 in cap space on March 30th, we extended Patrick Mahomes because he took a team-friendly deal. Chris Jones took a team-friendly deal, so I'm going to take a team-friendly deal. Uh, so, I mean, all these Chiefs players, you don't see this in the NFL where they're taking slightly below market deals, but they're all doing it. Well, a couple things. Um, in the previous podcast when we talked about George Kittle, you mentioned Breach. We said uh, that the deal probably for Kelsey would be a little less. Also, we said three to five years. It's four years. And before this deal, he was making 9.3. So he got a $5 million deal a year raise on that deal. And um, I would imagine he's pretty happy with it. And I think being $700,000 a year on average behind George Kittle, and there are worse places to be. And the guaranteed money, only $2 million below. I think uh, Kelsey's number is $28 million. Kittle's was $30 million for signing the contract. Guaranteed to signing. So that's, that's, I mean, that's the number Kelsey cares about. He's got $28 million more in his pocket. Now that he signed that deal. So I'm sure he is more than happy in this contract. Is Kelsey 31? 30 right now. He's 30. So this contract October has 5th. six more years on it. So this takes him until he's 36 years old. That is, if you're still playing in the NFL as a tight end at 36, uh, you know, it, this probably takes him through the rest of his career. Name the Travis Kelsey television show. I never heard of it until I just saw it right now. It's a dating show. I didn't want, I want of love. What'd you call it? By the way, Tony Gonzalez had uh, 83 catches for 859 yards and eight touchdowns at age 37. Yeah, well, he's a Hall of Famer. I think Travis Kelsey would be a Hall of Famer. But he's quite a catch. Is that is that what it was? It's something with catch. Ah, I watched that show. He just uh, they just broke up. Oh wait, so what? It's not a dating show. Like it's a dating him dating show. It's kind of like he's in the bachelor role. A lot of girls vying for him. He's looking for ladies. Hmm. On television. Not trying to sneak him in either. Just bringing him hey, right hey, through the front door. This guy, I don't know his name. That guy should have had a, had a game show. He would have done it much better. By the way, um, Travis Kelsey was even on this podcast. Maybe now we know why he ended up not, he ended up, uh, bailing. We're going to have him on. He's going to be on like today. And I'm glad he didn't come on unless he was going to be willing to break the news of the contract to us. Look, I, I think Breach's point makes the most sense here. The Chiefs don't, is it Kelsey? 
you're making $14.3 million a year. You're locked up till you're 36. You're going to play with Patrick Mahomes for the rest of your career. You are going to make an unholy sum of money. You're going to probably win another title, or at least you're going to have some chances to win some more titles. Uh, why not? The Chiefs are basically convincing everybody, like, hey, like, do you realize how good this is right now? Do you realize how much fun this is? Let's all kind of take a discount and let's go do this. You know, nobody's got to be poor, but let's all, you know, like chip in a little bit here and make life better for everybody else. Uh, and locking them up to long-term deals. And why, how can you blame them? I mean, where, if you were, if you were an NFL player right now, what would be the most attractive place to play football? Kansas City. City. I mean, right? Where else? I mean, we, you know, we told, we were talking to Aaron Schatz on Monday and I mean, just a, you know, he, Football Outsiders has three teams. Kansas City's obviously one of them that are projected far ahead of everybody else in this upcoming season. I mean, the Chiefs, if you're picking a place to go to try and win titles and can also get paid a ton of money, Kansas City, it's a no brainer. I mean, maybe Baltimore. But I mean, can't, I mean, Kansas City is in a great spot. They got Andy Reid. They got Patrick Mahomes. Everybody's locked up. You know, you just, uh, you know, you signed Chris Jones. You got Tyree Hill under contract. Kelsey taken care of. Well, I mean, why not? Roll with why Casey. Not? Don't just, they're just going to keep winning. And they're in, you know, if your choice was Baltimore or Kansas City, I think the Chiefs are in a, I don't want to say easier division, but easier division. You're just, you know, you almost like a lock for the playoffs. It's going to be the new. Oh, lock. Free agents would flock to New England and take below market deals because they want to play with Tom Brady. Because if they hadn't gone to the playoffs or hadn't been in the Super Bowl, they knew, hey, you know what? I'm just going to sign for half price, go to New England because I know I'm going to get there in New England. That's what the Chiefs are going to turn into. Right. I mean, it, it makes too much sense not to, not to jump on. Um, you know, we talked a little bit during the, during the Kittle podcast. I mean, it makes this a dupe it. You know, if you, Apologies if you listen to every podcast and it feels a little bit of a crossover here, but it's just sort of the nature of it. What, um, you would take Kittle or Kelsey? Who would you take? Kittle because of age and versatility, as you guys like to say. Yes, I would take Kittle. I think it's close, but I would take Kittle and the age factor is definitely the big one because you got a few more years. He's not even close to 30 yet. So since. I don't, I'm not going to say since he's a full-time starter, but since 2016, Travis Kelsey has averaged, he hadn't missed a game, averaged 133 targets, 93 catches, and 1,200, I don't think he's missed a game. Oh, no, sorry, he did miss one game that year. So he's averaged 131 targets, 92 catches, 1,182 yards, and seven touchdowns per season. That is bananas how big that is for a tight end. I mean, I think he is by far and away the best pass-catching tight end and probably one of the five best pass-catching tight ends ever. Oh, yeah, you definitely can say that. I mean, I mean you're you're probably putting him with Tony Gonzalez and Antonio Gates. Would you – who would you rather have for their career, Travis Kelsey or Jason Witten? Kelsey. Just because Jason Witten tried dunk. to wear a hairpiece on Monday Night Football, that's the only reason. I think it's a slam dunk for Kelsey. Witten's like average. Who would you rather have Antonio Gates? He's Gabe? not average. I mean, was that the Eagles game, Debo, where his helmet came off? and he? That was pretty impressive. That was my first ever Eagles game. What a horrible Really? Memory. Yeah. You get to see that? You hate to see it. Yeah. Would you, so would you have it, would you have Antonio Gates or Travis Kelsey? Antonio Gates, I think, in a Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid offense, goes for 2,000 yards. 
I think he he was pretty special. Is he in the Hall of Fame yet or not yet? No, he, no. He, he, do you when know how the Hall of Fame works? <laughs> did he? I don't even remember he last played. When did he last? He wait five years. Did he play last year though? He was on roster last year, right? Uh, Definitely oh. 2018. Okay, yeah, I don't think yeah. he played last year. Dude, 2020 uh, feels like five years. Everyone, no, that's that's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy Graham or Antonio, or Jimmy Graham or, uh, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. Graham, I feel like his star shone brightly for like only like two and a half years, something like that. Kelsey's like, Graham and like Gates were always notorious for like just, you know, because they play basketball, as everybody knows, and like leaping and making these big catches. Like Kelsey just gets, he's able, he's a great route runner. He works his way open underneath. He's great with yards after the catch. He's durable. He's physical. He's not the world's best blocker, but he's very, very capable of blocking. And he's an outsized player. He's a, he's a monster. I mean, like he could really go down as one of the five greatest tight ends of all time. I would actually rank it Gates, Kelsey, and then Jimmy Graham. I don't think Jimmy Graham is in that conversation. Let's say Travis Kelsey plays out his contract. Is that reasonable or do you want to give him? Sure. That's fine. Let's, let's see what see, happens. Let's do it. Okay. Mahomes is there for 12 years. I don't think he's going to want to leave while Mahomes is there. I mean, he plays out his contract. He's a lock for the Hall of Fame. Okay. If he play, if he plays all, you know, if he plays. Is Jason Witten going to the Hall of Fame? He'll get in. Well, that's a, yeah. So if, yeah, of course, then Kelsey will get in. Yeah. Um, I would think he needs to play three more years in his current production to guarantee himself a spot. Well, then he should get fitted for a yellow jacket right now. Well, I mean, it's just the tight end position. If you put up the kind of number, I mean, he has 80 career, or excuse me, he has, uh, what does he have? 37 career touchdowns. He didn't play his rookie year. Um, he has 6,465 receiving yards. Like that is a ton for a tight end. Yeah, but the offensive chain, we know all that stuff. I don't know if that necessarily matters to, to the voters. I think the crazy thing is that he was drafted in 2013, which was Andy Reid's first year. So this was Andy Reid's first draft, and he hit a home run by getting someone like Travis Kelsey. Like to me, that that is insane. He has almost as many receiving yards as Odell Beckham, Doug Baldwin, and he's like not far behind Alshon Jeffrey. So without looking, you told me 37 career touchdowns for Kelsey. Yeah. How many do you think George Kittle has in three seasons? Um, I'll say we can't look. Twenty-four. No, don't, don't look. Twelve. Twenty-four. What'd you say, Breach? Like oh no, it's less than twenty-four because he didn't have a ton of his rookie season. So I'll say uh seventeen. Breach. I'll say I feel like he last year was his huge. Se- I'm gonna one under Brinson. Sixteen. Last year he only had five touchdowns. He had twelve in three years. Ooh, maybe so they should take his contract back. Thirty-seven at first didn't sound like a lot, but thirty-seven is actually a lot. There's him a ton. Yeah. But then that tells you Kelsey. He's not, he has as many as Jeremy Shockey had in his career already. He's more than Edelman. Kelsey having 23 since 2017 is even more impressive now. And Julian Edelman's a Hall of Famer, so that's that that lines up. <laughs> um, he's two back of uh, our coworker Nate Burleson. Two back of Algie Crumpler. Nice. Wilmington's finest. UNC, right? I think Algie with the UNC. Uh, no. Yeah, maybe he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's right. But he's from Wilmington, I think. Because he went to New Hanover. You know else is from Wilmington? Went to UNC? I don't know, but I know you're going to tell us. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Come on. What? Yeah. Or, as people call him, Mike. (laughs) Mr. Jordan. Speaking of guys named Mike, two of them have more receiving yards over the past two seasons than Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, not just the top tight end. Thomas and Michael Evans. 
and Mike Evans. Travis Kelsey has the fifth most receiving yards in the NFL out of any position, receivers included, over the past two seasons. Like, that is mind-blowing. Yeah. So, um, Michael Thomas, not Mike Thomas, I call them Michael Evans. Do you know who Michael Evans is, the original Michael Evans? This is probably too old for both of you. Michael Myers. Good Times, JJ's younger brother, Michael Evans. You bring up Good Times on the show so much. Have I brought it up before? Oh, yeah. What's yeah. happening? I'm watching what's happening. All right, anyway. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Travis Kelsey got paid. Uh, what do we think this means for Zach? Uh, Zach. <laughs> Zach and Dallas. Goddard. Zach Ertz. Confusing everyone, Wilson. Yeah. Uh, Breach, why don't you give us your Philadelphia Eagles salary cap? problem situation for the team. Uh, well, as of right now, it's, if the salary cap were to stay flat next year, the Eagles are $51 million over the cap. Debo, that is not good. I know you know that. You don't want to be, you want to be under the cap and the Eagles are 51 million over. Ertz's contract expires after the 2021 season as Kelsey's was also going to. Uh, so the Chiefs decided to get him a deal with two years left on the contract. That maybe sends Ertz's agent having him call up Howie Roseman and say, hey, look, uh, you know, they got a deal done with Kelsey. Maybe we can get something done. And then Roseman's going to say, sorry, we're broke, buddy. And uh, I, I think Ertz will get something done next year. He's making $8.5 million per season now. I would probably guess maybe 13 or 14 if they can somehow squeeze it in. But, man, that is an ugly salary cap situation. What do you do with Dallas Goddard? You let him walk? I don't know if you can pay. You can't pay everyone. Next year is going to be the year where – you can't pay everyone if you're Philly. Who would you rather have, Debo? Long term. I, I, I mean, Debo, he, do you do you cut Carson Wentz and keep Dallas yeah, and does, Ertz? Does that allow us to fit everyone? <laughs> um, I mean, there's what probably a five year age difference. I think you have the luxury of seeing how and being able to evaluate Dallas Goddard this season, and then depending on that, you kind of make the decision moving forward. But I wouldn't be opposed to to Dallas. For the long run. I think, I think, I think you you're go. taking a WWDD philosophy here. What would Doug do? You've been saving up for that one? No, it just came to me. Not great. <laughs> Not great. F you. Uh, w- all right. W- hey, by the way, uh, shout out to Amy Trask, our, our colleague and former executive for the Raiders. He tweeted this out about the Seahawks fella who tried to sneak the girl in. If she would have dressed up as, uh, Money Lynch, which is, um, Marshawn, and stood on a marker that said one yard line, the Seahawks would have ignored her. <laughs> Wait, were the Eagles just not pay Zach Ertz? Is that what's going on? That's what we've been talking about. Why you're thinking up that stupid WWDD? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what Debo said. I, was, I mean, I didn't know there was like friction between the two sides. There's no friction. I asked Debo, would you rather have long term Dallas Goddard or Zach Ertz? A 31 year old Zach Ertz. Yeah, and what I'm asking the- is, are the Eagles refusing to pay him? Uh, I will throw out that Mike Silver from NFL Network reported earlier this offseason, I think back in March, that the Eagles offered Ertz $12 million per year, and Ertz turned that down. Because he knows, yeah, 31, you got to take 12. Uh, we'll see. That, that would have made him the highest paid tight end in the NFL by $2 million. You're squatting and, on Dallas Goddard, and they offer you $12 million a year, and you're 31, I'd take the $12 million. And you, you know your team isn't cap hell for the following season? What if the Patriots, for example, because they love tight ends, at least they used to, they offer third-round pick for Zach Ertz. Do you do that? What was it? I think we were going through, like, Jalen Ramsey for Zach Ertz during last October is what we were tossing around, and now we're going down to a third-rounder. That's that's tough. Um, To clarify, Ertz right now is 29, but after 
Oh, who said he was oh, 31? I said once, once that 2021 hits, well, if you weren't coming up with your WWDWW, <laughs> um, 29 now, 31 after the contract expires. WWPD. What would Peterson do? All right. There's a couple of news items we got to hit. So coming up after the break, we will tell you why you should be worried about Todd Gurley and another contract extension that went down. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Deion Dawkins, the left tackle for the Buffalo Bills, they locked him down to a four-year, $60 million contract extension. You got to love that if you are Josh Allen because Deion Dawkins has been very productive um, as a uh, professional football player three years into his career, and he has been above, certainly an above-average tackle, right? I mean, he's, I think I think he's, he's top five salary now. I think I oh, yeah, I'm sure he is, yeah. I mean, he was a second-round pick um, out of Temple. Is he Matt Rule guy? Must have been recruited by Matt Rule. Maybe? Who knows? Anyway, Close. yeah. All right, Debo knows. Why do, you, why do you know all those things about Temple? Where's it at? Philly, baby. I think I insulted Tem- I think Matt, Matt Rule unfollowed me because I made a joke about Temple football one time. I think Matt Rule unfollowed you because he said, why am I following some Will Brinson? That's possible, too. Um, Probably any- called you Will, nothing else. Uh the- Good signing for the Bills. I mean, you know, he's in the top echelon of, of, of salary, but he's only 25. Actually, just turned 26, I guess. And as a result, you've locked him down for the duration of his prime. You love the signing, don't you, Breach? Of course I love it. You just said it. Josh Allen, you want to see your left tackle if you're a quarterback. You want to see him get locked up. And you know what? The Bills are going to be good. And if I'm, you know, I think you hear a lot about, say, free agency. Obviously, it's not free agency, but maybe guys, <clears throat> Antonio Brown, they don't want to go to Buffalo. They say it's too cold there. It's too crazy. This is good when you have guys committing long term and your core guys committing long term. Yeah. And I mean, we always, we blast the Jets because they can't lock up any of their draft picks. You want to lock up your high draft picks who end up being good players. That's smart business. And Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have done a good job. They have a great young nucleus there. There's no reason to think they won't be competitive for the long haul. Also, uh, quickly, I'm going to, I'm just going to quote Pete Prisco on this, who was just on CBS Sports HQ on Thursday. I like what the Bills are doing, building a future in front of Josh Allen. This team is moving in the right direction. Is that what he tweeted? Yeah. That's what he said on air. He's so bad at Twitter. <laughs> he didn't tweet it. CBS Sports HQ tweeted. Quote tweeted him on air saying that. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, you mean they quote tweeted him or they tweeted his quote? <laughs> they tweeted his quote. Okay, cool. Uh, also in the news, Seahawks rookie cornerback. Kima- and this is what, what should have been an emergency pod. This is what I said. Yeah, absolutely. Kima Silverin, according to Tom Pelissero of NFL Media, he... 
This is pretty unbelievable. Awesome. He's rookie. Do you, do we know what round he was drafted in? I don't think he was drafted. Undrafted. He's undrafted. Undrafted free agent. He attempted to sneak a female visitor into the team's hotel and they cut him. He was caught on video, uh, less than this week, sneaking a female visitor into the team hotel. She was dressed as a Seahawks player and he got cut. So Kima, for your dream, for your decision making. I think that Dickie V sound drop works both ways. Works both that he got caught and you, you got dunked on, but he tried to pull one over on the Seahawks by sneaking a girl into his, his dorm room. And I give him some credit for that too. He gets no well, credit. He's not drafted free agent. <laughs> Russell it. Wilson's the only one on that team who could sneak someone in. Well, what about the pandemic? What about the, the Scooby Doo angle where he tried to dress her up in a disguise to fool those who were watching? And that's my question is you're trying to make her look like a player. Like, is she looking like a kicker or is she looking more like a left tackle? You know, like who are you trying to disguise her? Yeah, as? She so, had like a helmet on. <laughs> like what is going on here? I mean, the whole thing is, look, you have been trying your entire life yeah. to become a professional football player. You can't wait a couple of weeks to get some. No, the answer is no for in this particular case. I mean, you know, it's sort of like the the combine drug test. You know, the old adages about the combine drug test. It's not that you failed the the drug test; it's that you you it's that you didn't know that you were going to fail. Like you just, it's not that you're smoking pot. That's not the problem. The problem is that you don't know that you have to take a drug test at the combine. You know what I mean? Like it's it's or more about decision making than yeah. the actual habit. Yeah, or that you knew the test was coming and you right. said, you know what, I'm gonna flaunt and break the rules anyway. Right, right, right. Like this like sure this might cost me ten million dollars, but I'm gonna fire up this doobie anyway. Like so sure that- this might end your professional dreams and career, but I'm gonna try and sneak this girl to the hotel anyway. Do you think that Pete knocked on or John knocked on the door and said, uh, we know what you got going on, or they just told him the next morning? Well, I, I, I mean, presumably he sealed the deal. Well, not if they, the, the, they, know, they, they, they live on video, right? I would say based on the way the tweet is worded that I would be inclined to agree with Brinson that the deal was sealed here because he said he was cut late. He was cut this week. So uh, maybe the next day they're like, Hey, Kima, we need to talk to you. And he's like, what are you talking for? I'm having a good camp or whatever. And they're like, Hey, bro, uh, look, all of us want the same thing. But, uh, you know, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. You can't be sneaking female visitors into the lockdown team hotel. What if the Seahawks, so 10 players got coronavirus because of this, and they, like, forfeit the first game of the season? So I mean, under what circumstances – this is clearly idiotic. Under what circumstances would you sneak uh, a girl back into your room as a 21-year-old under these under these very same conditions? Like, what if it's your, the girl you've had a crush on since eighth grade and she finally texted you back? Like, what if it's – your favorite movie star, like under, is there any, you like, yeah, okay, like Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson was like, listen, I will, <laughs> I, I am interested in holding making hand out with room. you. Yeah. And snug and spooning with you. The only condition I will do it in is if we do it at the team hotel and yeah, it has and to be, tonight. and I get to dress up like Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, and I spoon in a Seahawks helmet. I mean, at that point, I would probably be like, listen, I'm going to do this. And then people would be like, you know, we get, we don't get it, 
but we kind of get it. You're still I mean, unemployed, but we're, we're joking about it. By the way, we're joking about this. It. Like, it's not cool. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's no, dangerous. It's, no. It is, it is dangerous. Like, you know, if you're somebody like Russell Wilson's wife, Ciara has a young, you know, he has a young kid at home. Like, if he this said, guy during the offseason, I think that he was in part worried about that and sure. making his decision. And, but like, if this guy sneaks in and then the girl has Corona and then he contacts it and then like it, you know, it spreads across the team. A, you're going to wreck the Seahawks training camp, which is going to make it harder for that team to win this year. B, you know, you are endangering, you know, you're, you're busting the bubble of a bunch of other people. Like all no, of these guys, right. you know, we talked about it with, um, with JJ. There's only been 58 guys who have tested positive for Corona since training camp started. That is crazy low. Like a lot of these guys have done a really, really good job quarantining themselves and getting ready for training camp and, and putting business first. And then this dude sneaking a girl into the team hotel is bad. Again, if you guys watch Hard Knocks first episode, you'll see the, the medical procedures they go through yeah. and the players. Chris Harris, for example, was talking to Dean Spanos, the owner of the Chargers, saying, um, I go to work, I go home. If I want something to eat, I call Uber Eats. I'm not going out. And there's a, there's another defensive tackle that was explaining his girlfriend's pregnant. He's not trying to, I mean, these players, it seems, are taking it seriously. I would be, I would be, I would be very upset at, oh. at this guy. If it, if it were me, you are costing. Look, Russell Wilson's going to get paid, but you are costing guys who have a chance to make this team an ability to make some money because you're being a ding dong and sneaking in your Halloween costume into your hotel room. I just, it just, it's, it's mind boggling. Like, anyway, uh, and then finally, in a, in a bit of news as well. Wait, one, one more thing, quickly. Would you rather break that story on Twitter, or would you rather break the story that Travis Kelsey or, or George Kittle's like? Which one would be more? Well, let's, let's see. You. So, um, definitely you know, the pandemic sex I think, story. I think so. Right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Twitter, for some reason, is just not working on my desktop and I don't oh really my God. Under- That's, that's a code red for you. Did you put on the parental controls so you can't look at <laughs> pandemic sex stories? <laughs> no, it's just not loading. But so I'm curious which, uh, the ones that we were sort of looking at were, uh, we see we had, uh, Tom Pelissero. And if we look at that one, he got, 2,700 plus retweets, 7,500 likes, and 2,800 quote tweets versus at, or did you say the Travis Kelsey or the Adam Schefter? Or the Travis Kelsey or the Deion? Yeah, George Dalton? Kittle, because it was first. Oh, um, I guess the Kittle deal probably got more likes and retweets, but anyway, that's a lot. I'd rather break the sex story. You, right, you get more crossover, like entertainment news would be interested in that, and then, you know, people laughing and giggling. Right. And then they realize that it's like a serious, not laughing matter. And then, you know. Well, you have to laugh at the guy for being a moron. And then, I, well, just imagine if like this woman he was inviting in wasn't his girlfriend, but he also has a girlfriend. Ooh. And so she's like reading this. And I'm not saying that's a situation at all, but imagine that. That's, that's a good point too. That's a good point. Breach. She's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You said I couldn't come to camp with you. And he's like, <laughs> ah, it was Russell. It was really Russell. Um, by the way, Diva. I'm the captain now. Um, this is supposed to be a Travis Kelsey emergency podcast. We're like six news stories deep. Uh, oh, relevant, yeah. relevant to our, um, interest here, I think. According to Vaughn McClure of, is he still at ESPN or is he at the athletic? ESPN last I heard. Okay. I think Falcons. ESPN. Falcons. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Uh, he says that, and this is via Dov Kleinman, Kleinman. Uh, new Falcons running back Todd Gurley walked with a noticeable limp and wore a compression sock on his left leg during practice, according to Vaughn McClure 
Uh, and Dan Quinn said that Gurley could have a limited workload during camp. You know, Breach, you've been at the forefront of the reporting on this story, noting that Todd Gurley had an arthritic left knee like four combines ago. Two combines. Thoughts? I mean, if I'm the Falcons, I'm a little bit worried. You, you just signed him. You haven't even got him on the field yet. This is classic Gurley, and he's already uh, limping around. That's obviously not ideal. And I know they were talking, Dan Quinn was talking about having him do a limited workload during training camp, and that's what you got to do. But if you do you that, just you just repeated st- the things that I just said. Well, right, but then you still don't know what you have on the field. So, right, like, you're trying true. to figure out how he fits into your offense. You can't do that with a limited workload. And then you're back into the same issues the Rams had, which was, hey, we want to put Todd Gurley in our game plan, but we don't know if he's going to wake up on Sunday morning, his leg's going to flare up, and all of a sudden he can't be part of that game plan. We have to change it on the fly. So now instead to be safe, we're just scrapping it and kind of phasing him out. And that's what the Rams started doing. And, you know, maybe the Falcons will start doing that before they even start making game plans because uh, you don't want to be limping around your first week. All right, on the, the Falcons have four other non-Todd Gurley. And also, if Todd Gurley can't start the season, it would ruin the Falcons' hopes of putting out 11 first-round picks on the field to, to week one. We have 11 first-round picks on this podcast. That's weird. Uh, Brian, without <laughs> looking, can you name the four other running backs on the Falcons' depth chart? Kadri Allison's on. I know Kadri Allison's on the Ooh, draft. Good. That was a hard one. That was a hard yeah, one. Yeah, 2019 out of Pitt. I talked to him before the draft. He's a, he's a good kid. Um, they got rid of Devonta Freeman. Yes, they did. Uh, oh, they have the guy, Judge Ito. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Smith, good job. I don't know the other one. I know one that you haven't named. Well, go ahead, Breach. Brian Hill. That's right. Oh, and then Brian the final Hill. one is, uh, I don't know the final uh, one. Mikey, Mikey Daniels. Oh. Yeah. Brian Hill, Quadre Allison. And this is a point that somebody made on Twitter before, and it is worth noting. The Falcons can brag about having 11 first round picks. You know, in their nickel or in their, their, you know, three wide receiver set. And like one of them is Laquan Treadwell. I mean, they can, they can, they can brag about that. That's fine. It's like, yes, most of these guys are scrap heat pickups and free agency that are sort of forcing the narrative. But if Todd Gurley is hurt and Julio Jones is hurt, this offense looks terrible. Wait, you, Ridley's Wait whoa, whoa, whoa. your, why are you saying if Todd Gurley is hurt, this offense looks terrible? I'm saying, but my point was, I guess I should have clarified that better. I'm saying if a, if take away the top running back and top wide receiver from any team, how okay. does that offense look? Cause that's not unreasonable that like two guys could suffer injuries. Let's say something happens to Julio Jones. He's older. He's been injured before. Like they have Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, Laquan Treadwell and Christian Blake. That's not the sort of depth that you want. And then that running back depth chart is a disaster. I think that's the path for me for the Falcons being really bad this year is that. Injuries to the skill position guys create, you know, expose a serious lack of depth on the offensive side of the ball. That would be my concern. Yeah, more wide receiver than running back, though. Because even you know, we'll see what happens on how this. Dude, they were like when Freeman was hurt last year; they were terrible. Yeah. Well, the offensive line was injured too. So yeah, all right. And they've got Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst is like he's like yeah, eleven first round picks, including Hayden Hurst. It's like just give him. What are you talking about? He just and the biggest play. issue is the division they play in. So That's right. All right, that's the Travis Kelsey Show, along with a bunch of other news items that somehow worked his way to this menagerie podcast. Thanks for listening. Check out the mailbag tomorrow. Aaron Schatz on Monday. See you guys.